someone said quite recently that the major disease afflicting human life in this century is not COVID, nor cancer, nor heart disorders, but what they would term as lessnesses. And it comes in different disguises. For example, there is meaninglessness, there is aimlessness, there is senselessness, there is pointlessness. In other words, for most people, life makes little sense without point and has no real meaning. That surely is a devastating criticism of modern life. And yet, it's not without an element of truth. It is a criticism which should make us take a moment to stand back and look at our own life. Does life have any ultimate meaning? Where are we going? What are we doing with our own life? How are we using what has been given to us? This week I was doing some visiting one afternoon and I lost my way slightly. Uh, And I got out of the car to ask a lady who was working in our garden how I reached the destination that I wanted to go. And she was kind enough to say, oh, you must be Mr. Roger. And I thought, help. (laughs) Um, And we had a, a fairly long conversation. She had belonged to the church. Not necessarily this one. She had joined the church. She had been regular attender at the church. But she had reached a stage where church was not important to her, no longer a member, struggling for faith. And we had a real long conversation. I have invited her to come back here for a Sunday. Come and join in and be part of the fellowship. I'm not sure whether she will do it or not. And as I said, she's not a member of a congregation as things are at the moment. And that might make it slightly difficult for her. But I would like you to know that before I leave as the local minister of Pitlochry, I will visit her as someone that I'm going to see. And all of you have that opportunity to share your faith by reminding people of what the church is all about. Talk to them. Talk to them. There are words which we have to remember. They are at the very heart of the Old Testament, the words of the prophet Isaiah. They come as a critique of so much of our modern day life. Why do you spend money on that which does not satisfy you? 
Why do you labor and work for that which brings you little or no joy? Isaiah says, I can help you. The Lord says, listen to me. Do what I say and you will enjoy the best of food. Listen and come to me. If you do, you will have life. God speaks. Do we listen? And he says also, if, if you do the things that I ask you to do, you will have life. And I will make a covenant with you. We should know that our God is a covenant-making God. Right at the heart of the communion service, when we come to the table of the Lord, covenant is an important word in the service. Our God wishes to make a covenant, and it's from responding to his covenant that we begin to find how to live our life. He proposes a relationship of faith. In such a relationship, we will know and have life which has meaning, which has purpose, and the covenant will provide more and not lessness. When I was a, a minister at Helen, uh, I was invited and took up the invitation uh, to join the Rotary Club. And one of the things that Helen Rotary Club did every year about the month of May after the hires had taken place, we sat down with many, many of the students who were leaving school that year and who would soon be going to have an interview with a prospective employer or with a university. And we matched the student with a Rotarian uh, who knew something about the activity that the youngster wanted to uh, become part of. In all the years that I d did that, not a single one came asking about how to become a minister. And so I had to put on an old hat uh, and I talked to them about accountancy. But the whole purpose of these interviews was to give these young people some idea of what interviewing was like. Not least the fact that interviews were two-way processes and they should have questions ready to ask the interviewer. If you were going to be joining a public company, then what profits did you make last year? What, what uh, training will I be asked to undertake? What training do you give? Uh, and even less important things, but still important, I still remember telling one young man that he was coming for an interview with me, he wouldn't get the job. I haven't said a word, he said. I said, no, but you haven't brushed your shoes either. <laughs> Appearance is important, but it's not the whole thing. 
but one of the things that we got feedback year after year after year was these interviews were worthwhile and were of a great help to the students. I have often thought that any young person to going to an interview should be directed towards the New Testament reading for today. A man comes seeking an interview with Jesus. And he's fortunate because he had no appointment. But Jesus stopped to listen to him. And there is a suggestion that the man had not really prepared himself to meet with Jesus. As if in his haste to have a meeting with Jesus, he had not fully understood the job prescription of one who was wanting to know how to achieve the most out of life. What must I do, he asked, to receive life? And he was not thinking about quantity. He was thinking about quality. And Jesus asks him about the basics of Jewish life. What about your following of the commandments? Relief on the man's face. I have obeyed them all, all my life. Jesus has the man in front of him looking straight at him. There we have the importance in an interview of eye contact. And Jesus asks, are you prepared to give up something to obtain what you are asking for? Give up, asks the man. Yes, are you willing to give up something to come and join me? Or have you still got things that will prevent you achieving what you want? And here is the test. Do you really want what you're asking for? Have you got what it takes to meet my standards? And we know, we know that the conditions of the covenant into which God would enter with us, they're not easy. The answer to Jesus' questions has the man hurrying away. In preparing ourselves and our families for life, we must learn and teach that there is no meaning to life if we work for those things which bring no satisfaction. Don't spend your resources on food which does not satisfy. And by the world's standards, the man who came to Jesus had security because we're told that he was very rich. But Jesus makes clear that life which has meaning is not obtained by playing safe. It's through venturing into a covenant with God 
It is living by faith. Trust in God. And at the very heart of the conversation I had this week with the lady was someone who had lost her trust, who had lost her faith. And it will be difficult for her to be restored. Jesus tells this man that's before him that all his meticulous keeping of the commandments has not made him generous. But this is where life, the meaning of life, is to be found. It is in the giving of life away to be a help, to be someone who cares, someone who's willing to share all that they have. You and I want security. And so know what God says. If you want water to slake your thirst, go to him. If you want to eat, follow Jesus. Be prepared to give your life away. And if you want life for your children, then bring them to Jesus. He will take them up in his arms and bless them. He will pour his spirit into them, the spirit of generosity, the spirit of love. And if the man who came to Jesus did one thing right on that day, it was that he came to Jesus running. Sadly, he wasn't prepared to accept the conditions of covenant. And so this morning, our little prayer should be, may God keep us faithful. He is the one who gives life that satisfies. Come, run if you can, stumble if you need to, but come to God and know that God will be there for you with ears open to your requests and a voice somewhere telling you how you should obtain all that he would give.